Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Fat Lot of Good Podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I am one half of the scummy mummies. I have I have double chins, but I am double the fun. <laughs> uh, I am absolutely bloody fucking delighted. I have two legends joining me on the podcast today. It is, of course, Deborah James and Lauren... Mum! Yay! <laughs> did you hear did you hear the yeah. hesitation the, my voice? The high voice is that question? Is that <laughs> Mahan? Mahan? You got it bang on Okay, babe. Uh, and I'm gonna do aka Bal Babe, aka Girl versus Cancer, yeah. aka you, me, and the Big C award-winning podcasters. Yeah, that's us. We ain't done too badly, have we, mate? Oh no. my god, <laughs> they're really flogging their disease. I love it. Milking it dry. Milking the cancer. The, the cancer card, playing it every day. One of you's had breast cancer, yeah. and one of you has had. How do you say that? You are. Having... Oh, I'm having the shit cancer. She's yeah. having no, the poo all, cancer. I've got the poo cancer. All cancers are shit, but yeah. I'm famous for my ass. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. I was famous for my ass before I got cancer. That's because I got it out too often. Yeah. But <laughs> now. Um, I like to start the podcast with asking you both, um, our guests, um, what's your relationship like with your body today? How mm-hmm. are you feeling? Um, today, my body feels a bit knackered because I went on a run because I'm just going to be really honest with you. So I'm still on treatment. Mm-hmm. And what happens to me is that alongside my treatment, because um, anyone that follows me will know that I've had some really hideous side effects. I basically spent the whole of Christmas passed out. Um, and Not like the rest of us because we had too many Baileys. Yeah, no, because... Yeah. Because you were sick. No, because yours, I was sick for one. Yours was, was drugs and not the good kind. Yeah, yeah. not the good kind. <laughs> so to counteract, to, to try to kind of make me tolerate these drugs, I actually have to take loads of steroids. Mm. Um, and I don't, I, I kind of have this three-day period every two weeks where I start to climb the wall. And I basically, I now understand how I get so much done because I run at about 300 miles an hour. And you guys see all these emails mm. just like conking out and just going at three o'clock in the morning me writing a list of a hundred topics that we could cover in a yeah. podcast. We, honestly, I know when Deb's on when like, Deb's on the steroids because it is these manic messages, and I'm like, I, I like I could just hear you typing it. I'm like, <laughs> that's crazy. And another but, thing, and another one more, yeah, one more. Yeah. But the problem is, in terms of my body, how that relates to my body is because I've got all this energy. Mm. I suddenly have had to. Um, I danced for the whole day yesterday mm. because I didn't know what has to do with myself. And this morning, I've just been running because I have to burn it off. And so over the next two days, I'm going to absolutely crash. Yeah. Remain horizontal and do absolutely jack shit. Um, but in terms of my actual body, I feel. Okay, um, a bit jittery on a steroid high. 
Ooh, my yeah. body, what's my body saying? I'm in recovery from flu, mm-hmm. and it actually threw me for a bit of a loop. So when I try to describe chemo to anybody, the thing I always try and ex- describe it as is imagine a flu compared with like a really bad calm down and okay. like merge them. So like you're a bit <laughs> jittery, you're aching, you just feel really sweaty and just a bit like out of it the whole time and really flawed, fatigued. That's me right now, mate. That's, me. <laughs> that's just Deb. That's just Deb on her treatment. Um, but that's what I describe chemo as. And when so when I got actual flu, gave me a little bit of PTSD. I, bet. I was really, really freaked out. I was crying. I was having pan- like panicky because I was convinced something was really wrong with me. Yeah. Because when you're in chemo, if you spike a temperature or something like that happens, you have to go straight to hospital. So I was taking my temperature. There was absolutely no need. Like, it doesn't matter because I just take painkillers and it will reduce them. You're a regular person. I'm a mate. regular sick. Yeah. Um, but it just made me feel weird. And I think... I, when I'm really tired, as most people, I get quite emotional. Mm. So for the past few days, although I'm feeling a lot better, I'm still quite flawed. Yeah. Um, and which makes me quite emotional. So this morning I was at a breakfast and um, the Kingdom Choir, who performed <gasps> at, yeah, at, who performed at the, the royal, wedding, at the at royal the wedding. wedding, performed. No. Yeah. And please what kind of fancy pants breakfast were you I was at? at Facebook's International yeah. Wednesday. Um, so yeah, I was sat there and. And and I was I was having to dig my nails into my hand to stop the tears coming because it was an emotional bit anyway. But I think because I'm so tired, my body's just like, oh my god, everything's so emotional right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, in terms of my body, I'm feeling okay in it. It's just a little bit run down, a little bit knackered. Yeah. You're doing mm. all right. You're doing all right. I can't and complain. I'm sat next to the stage four cans over here. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> sucking the fun out of the room. Yeah. Oh, mate. No, my steroids are pumping fun into the ring, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so can we, can we go back a bit? Because you're, you're, you're obviously in different um, stages of mm-hmm. cancer, but you're both an amazing advocate for, for cancer you know, not just tits and ass cancer, mm. but all, all the mm. cancers. All of them. Head to toe, top the to 200 bottom. 200 of them. Over 200 yeah. different types of cancer. Preach. That's a good cancer fact. I know. She's full of them. <laughs> Sorry, back to the dust. Sorry, no, that's all right. <laughs> no, I, I was going to um, ask you, Lauren, about... Um, so you're, you're sort of... How do you say it? you're on the other side of cancer? I'm on the other side. I'm not allowed to say remission, I believe, until it's been like about five years. And I don't Are you like. Not for breast cancer, is no. that different? Yeah. So, like, when I said am I in remission, they said we can say that after five years. No. I but may does have... that not mean you're cured after five years? Oh, no. It's I... different for different cancers. It's different right? for different cancers. Okay. I'm clear of okay. cancer for that. I've been clear for a year. Ned. You're Ned. No evidence of disease. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking before we started recording about how your relationship with your body has changed mm-hmm. so much since your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about, I guess, I guess the good things that it has come from having cancer? Because I think so much is focused on what's negative. taken away. Yeah. What, what, what are the good things you've, you've discovered? About my bod? Yes. I think, do you know what it is? I think we're all guilty of it as society. Like, there's a lot of talk about this, like, at the moment, which I think is really positive. But just how, as women, we are made to feel about our bodies. I wasn't a big fan of it. I was always looking at it. My boobs were never big enough. Like, I've always felt that way, like, since I was younger. Like, I have a big meal and my stomach sticks out more than my tits and I'm like, that's not a good look. And, like, I I like, I like jiggle too much or I didn't feel feminine enough or, I, or, like, I was too skinny or, like, then I put on weight and I've got stretch marks. And you, I used to look in the mirror and kind of only see hashtag flaws. I don't believe in the, word, the term flaws. We'll get to that afterwards. But I used to just see those and I probably wasn't the nicest to myself in my head, whether I said it out loud or not, um, I wasn't. I'd always pick apart my body. And then I think what happened was when I got sick, first of all, 
the part of my body that I always used to moan about and say, I don't like them, turned on me. So part of me was like, this is some cruel irony right here. Um, (laughs) Going through that whole process of um, seeing your body disintegrate and it then stops being about your physical appearance because you are not the person you recognise in the mirror. You you lose so much of yourself literally, physically. So, you know, and we spoke off air about when all my hair came out in the shower after my first chemo. Um, I kept some of it, but it, at that moment, it felt like it had all fallen out. And then you see your skin gets, like, just gets so, like puffy and white and you just don't you 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 have no bone structure because of the steroids and you don't recognize yourself and the thing is you start to realize more about who you are as a person internally Mm -hmm. and actually realize that this this body is a shell and it's doing amazing things but it does not define the woman that I am and actually the person I am is the person I'm inside so since being through the other side and recovery there are lots of parts that I'm having to really confront you know I'm in medical menopause now so the way I feel about my body at times you know I'm having to fight those negative thoughts because I don't feel very womanly yeah. because all of a sudden I have a husk of a vagina and like <laughs> it's you know like I mean? the Sahara and down there it is and it's like where the fuck is my orgasm gone did I leave it in Primark did I leave it on the bus where is it um, but rather than what I used to do is I used to look in the mirror and I used to pick apart different parts of my body and I started to say to myself you're the only one who's noticed that like, I'm like you will be the only no one cares everyone's looking at themselves mate yeah. and I think from being kind of more in the public eye and being a bit more prolific on Instagram and stuff, it's so easy to judge yourself on your way you look and you look at a picture and like, I don't like that of me, I don't like the way my nose looks in this or that or that. And I actually have to physically stop myself now. Yeah. And I'm like, put the picture up, no one's gonna see that. Put no one's gonna see what you you're seeing. And it's it's almost retraining my brain. But that's only because of what I've been through. Yeah. Because of cancer, if I'm honest. If I hadn't have had cancer I'd probably still like be going body pump three times a week. Like I must be lean and muscly and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's given you a new set of eyes on who you are and what you value as well exactly. in yourself. I think what the way as a society we place value on beauty is is flawed. Mm. My body is not flawed. The perception of beauty and the value we put on it is flawed. And it's 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 just being able to sit back and go, this is my body. It's it's kept me alive. I have so much respect for it and and just appreciate me for the woman I am not. The way I look. Almost. Amen. Preach. Yeah. Yes, that's that good. Say. Yes. That's so much was given to I, I was going to say, now, now what do I say? Let us pray. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by the fabulous Booby Doo. They have the best range of sports bras. Whether you're doing a yoga class, a jog around the block, or running a marathon, they will have a bra to suit you and your boobs. I'm a big juicy G cup and I have lots of gorgeous bras from them that keep my girls supported. Just go to boobydoo.co.uk to find your perfect bra today. That's B-O-O-B-Y-D-O-O.co.uk. And do follow them on social media too. That's at boobydoo bras. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So, Debs, I, I want to talk to you uh, specifically, um, obviously, about what you're going through and how you're yeah. feeling, but also um, the amazing work you do on Instagram of showing, I guess, the cold, hard face of cancer, cancer. as well as looking fucking hot. Yeah. All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. The babe, the babe, she's got needles, all shit coming out of her, and she looks gorgeous but I behind it so I'm quite vain I'm mm. very vain I'm going to admit that yeah. but I always have been before cancer so I I, you know I'm before cancer I'm the person who takes a selfie in the gym with fake eyelashes on mm. um, uh, you know I'm probably <laughs> no not, judgments here babes no, no, no judgments <laughs> at least I'm going to the gym um, but I would say I've always enjoyed clothes and makeup and I'm the person who in my previous cancer life um, as a deputy head I would run around the school um, literally run around the school in six inch heels because that's what I wanted to wear everybody else was like you're mad and I'm like but I look better like this this is what I want to do and my skirts were always way, way too, too short. short I bet they were like that at school as well weren't they yeah but I had a rule I, my, my rules were always kind of to the girls I was like girls if your skirt's shorter than mine you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, they'd have to be fucking short because yeah. Jesus Christ, Deborah, I've seen too much of you already. Okay, I was like, you're sitting here, you can see my knickers right yeah. now. Oh my God. We're trying to empower people with your body positivity yeah. no, and talking for, about your gusset. So for me, I would say um, I hide behind looking good as a almost a way of getting me through cancer. That's sort of your, like your armour, your it's weaponry. It's my armour, it's my weaponry. And it is like, I'm a massive believer in um, you can feel like absolute crap, but if you put on, for me personally, I, I the way I feel good is either to put on my gym gear and you know I do the whole like I'm having coffee in my active wear <laughs> I'm like just chilling in my active wear and I would say funny enough like I actually feel really comfortable in my ac- mm. active wear mm. and so I, I'm either at that end of the scale 
Um, or I'm at the other end of the scale, which is kind of like I'm going to wear the shortest mini skirt and the highest heels to the chemotherapy award because it's the only way I'm going to tackle this. Yeah. And it's a kind of like... I'm just I get that I'm hiding behind it but it does make me feel better and mm. I can't deny that I can't deny that when I look in the mirror if I look awful I feel awful yeah and it just helps me kind of um like the thing that I see back a little mm. bit more so I have to be really honest with you so I um I was fight for the fact of people was going oh you don't look like you've got cancer and then I was going well what the fuck does cancer yeah. look like because people assume that you're going to lose your hair and I never lost mm. my hair Yet, touch wood, please. Yeah. Can okay. we just All touch wood? Because All I'm just woods. like, oh. I'm hugging trees for you, Deborah. <laughs> because what I reckon, because the thing that has happened to me, and I've been really public about this, is because of some new treatment that I've been having, I've had the most hideous skin reaction my skin right now actually looks yeah, it's good it looks it's good really right lovely, yeah. it's kind of all cleared up at the moment but let's touch words yeah all the touch words um that i'm just having it controlled but um i i was flawed i mean i had a grade four reaction which is kind of as worse as it can get and you have to be whipped off all these drugs and pretty much pumped through uh, full of antibiotics but I um, didn't leave my house for about a week um, you know I I pretty much went on lockdown and I refused to see my mates I um, was kind of literally calling out on Instagram for like what's the best foundation how do I cover this uh, what do I do and I, I, I hated it I looked in the mirror and I didn't see mm. myself. And um, I was a total broken wreck. You weren't good over Christmas. I remember like, Deb just went from being this really, like I said, Deb's not shy. Like, it's been really flamboyant. character, full of energy and, like, full of zest. Yeah. Um, and it was really hard to watch because I could just see her lose a bit of that light. And it was because... I you crumbled. did feel so because you can no longer hide the fact that you're ill to yourself. Yeah, the thing that also shocked me is I've had a couple of major operations where I've got big scars running across my body, and um, I remember, you know, I never had, I never had any scars. I might have had like I don't know, scab that I picked up or something. <laughs> oh, boohoo! <laughs> wow. And I remember I took a photograph of my stomach like beforehand, and I used to hate my stomach, right? Oh my god, my stomach was so good. <laughs> like now, now, like I look at it and it's fine. Like you see my stomach, you see me naked. Oh, all and the my time. stomach's my stomach's fine, but I'm like I'm quite a petite oh well, I'm not that petite. I'm like a really average size mm. ten girl. Mm. But I've got like a good wobbly tummy. Mm. Like I'm not yeah. gonna I'm sitting here like wobbling she's, it. She's, she's giving <laughs> a good breath. <laughs> but I'm not you know, but I'm I you would look at me in clothes and go, Oh, she's got probably quite a uh, toned body or whatever. I've got yeah. a good leg. Yeah, you've got great legs, Deborah We're James. We're very aware of every your legs, Every single, Deborah. I swear to God, every single one of my mates are like, "Oh, I love them so much." She's got great legs. I'm like, I know, great, I'm aware great of legs, great ass, shit stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, it's amazing, isn't it? So, but my perception of my tummy is, I, I'm less bothered by it now because I know that actually, it, it, well, it the scars have kept me alive. So obviously, you know, looking good is, is has got you through. What else um, has got you both through the shit times? You are allowed to say wine. Yeah. 
Because well, yeah, well, but we know both know that. But there was a point after Rachel died where I think me and Deb existed <laughs> on carafes of rosé. Right. Wasn't it every day? We if you have doing... a carafe, it's not a bottle, it's right? Not a bottle. No, it's it's like practically having a, a small cup. But if you yeah. have three carafes, it might be like yeah. two bottles. Now, um, <laughs> just beforehand, because some people may not know about Rachel. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you were in a amazing podcast, or you yeah. still are yeah. in a podcast, you, me and Big C, with this beautiful angel Rachel. Rach, yeah. 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 So Rach um, is a BBC Five live broadcaster who came to Deb and I because we were all individually talking about our cancer experiences on social media. And we'd found each other and supported each other. Um, and she had this idea of a great, um, a great idea of having a podcast talking about cancer the way we all talk about cancer to each other. Um, and what we didn't expect was it for it to go where it did. Um, like heartbreakingly, Rachel died of breast cancer last year in September. So we're like six months, which is mental. Yeah. Which we never, um, yeah. on paper, like, and this is where yeah. I get, like, I can't even speak about it now. Mm. But on paper, like, I was when we all yeah. joined, I was the one. It was you, the of, risk factor. I was the risk. You, the liability. Yeah. yeah, I shouldn't be alive. Rachel should be alive. Yeah, and this it goes to show that none of us know what's going to happen. No, and that's why we just kind of carry on. But um, it was hard. It is hard. Is there a sense of guilt at any time? Because I, I know, you, even though you guys have inspired so many people, one of the, I think, one of the shittest things is, is when you get criticism and that mm. you've also had to deal with, because you've put yourself out there mm-hmm. so publicly, you've also got, let's call them cunts, yes. on the internet, yeah, who've yeah. actually criticised the way that you want to tell your cancer story. Yeah, that someone accused Deborah of trying to make cancer glamorous. And I was like, babe. What? Oh, no. No, no, no. I was like, Deb is this glamorous outside of cancer. Yeah. Can- like, Deb's not making cancer look glamorous. Cancer trying to make Deb not look glamorous and she's not having it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I love you. I love you. No, no but it's true. And like, good. it really annoys me. Like, I get really defensive of you. And if anyone says everything to Deborah, I'm like, who are they? Where do they live? <laughs> yeah. I have watched the series You. I know how to track down someone and bury the body. <laughs> I have, I have studied that. I said that to you, didn't I? You said that, you said that last <laughs> week. You were like, you've been sent some horrible emails about eating more bloody, like, yeah. whatever, some apricot kernels. I've actually had an email this week going, I'm trying to get hold of Deb, can you give her this message? And I didn't forward it on to you. And it's a whole email of all the things that she should be doing. And I am that close to emailing back and going... I'm going to wipe my ass with this, but thank you. <laughs> because I'm like, don't do that. To, I get really defensive because I just feel like you're doing nothing wrong you're doing everything right you're living the life that you want to live there's, there's nothing you could have done to prevent your cancer so these people could just get in the fucking sea yeah. Yeah. they think they can tell you about how to what to do to your own body I think you know the problem is that you every single person will will go through their disease their illness whatever challenges they are facing but they have to do it in their own way yeah. and um, now being in the shit I realise you can't criticise somebody else for the way that they're dealing with their shit because yeah. we're all going to deal with it, it, it separately. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And um, the way that I deal with it is by keeping myself really busy, by just throwing myself into a hundred different things and that helps me function. Mm. If somebody else wants to curl up in a ball and cry, I'm not going to criticise that. That That's yeah. the right way for them. Um, and it's, there's no better way. Um, so I, I just think people j- just need to stop judging. And I think, I ha- you know, I have to say, I would say that 99% of the comments are really, really supportive. And I think for us, we're mm. blown away by that. And we're incredibly grateful. And that that gives us the fuel to carry mm. on sharing. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to continue without that support. It's very true. Yeah. 
yeah. 100% right. Because, you know. I mean, like, the cold, hard facts are, is it one in two people will get cancer? in a lifetime, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But also, there's loads of topics that people don't talk about. So, for yeah. me, um, <laughs> like, people, um, I talk a lot about my vagina. Mm. Um, but How is it? How is your vagina? Tell us all about it. Yeah. Basically, it's okay, actually. I've got, I've got apparently a really good vagina, mm. um, according to, you know. Actually, according to the internet. <laughs> She's done a poll. Uh, <laughs> Twitter poll. Tested it out with those live models. She did an Instagram live. Uh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, I had that comment from an obstetrician. He really? Was, yeah, as he was licking at my vagina. I, I, do you know, it was, it was the best compliment I've ever had. <laughs> oh, mine was the best. Mine was when I went to have a smear and she kept trying to put the medium specular speculum in and I was like like I couldn't relax I was like I'm not relaxing because this is this is uncomfortable this is tight yeah and this was when I first learned that there were other sizes she went oh, fine I'll get the virgin size and I was like oh, oh yeah you will baby <laughs> you get that virgin speculum out and I was just like waiting for a round of applause but, yeah, that's right. <laughs> my tight tiny vagina my tight little tiny vagina newborn vagina yeah but it's not tight now because I gave you a big dildo for Christmas. you gave me a massive dildo for Christmas. It's oh, great. that is a very nice segue because I want to talk about sex and cancer with okay. you and about how you deal, dealt with that. And like, you know, you don't have to say you're still fucking Deborah, but mm. you, what happens to your libido? Do you still want yeah. it? And all yeah, those sort of things. It goes through different mm. phases. Like, mm. absolutely. So I think when you're first diagnosed, it's the last thing you want to do. Oh, God, no. Like, yeah. It's just like, no way. Um, and then... Um, for me, there's two aspects. One is the mental side and one is the physical side. So um, for women who maybe have had mastectomies and they've lost their breasts, mm. maybe they feel less sexy um, in the bedroom. So maybe they mentally want to be there. It might be a hormone-related mm. thing. For me, because I'd had a bowel resection, basically what happens is they chop out some of your bowel and then they, well, stitch it back up. But that can actually affect the size of your vagina. So the end of your vagina can be brought down a little bit. So I wrote an article about this and I said, my vagina is shorter and, well, I don't know, my boob was wonky from <laughs> something, from what, another <laughs> another one of my things. But you know what? It was the biggest red column that I wrote. What I realised is that people um, actually, it's a common problem, but it's not, it's almost kind of like what people don't want to talk to their doctors about even. Yeah. Um, because it's a kind of like, am I going to live? What treatment do I need? Am I vomiting? What kind of, um, you know, how can I just get through the, the day mentally? Like, and then you go down the hundred million like things on the list. And then at some point it might be like, oh, can I have sex? Um, mm. And it's probably one of the last things on people's list. And yet, actually, I feel that it can make you feel good about yourself. You have to, I have to remember, like, I'm 37. Most 37-year-olds probably have a really, you know, good sex drive. I've always had a really high sex drive. Mm. And it's funny how, actually, um, you can then, you, well, it's not that you lose it, but you have to remind yourself who you are. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I have always had a really, really high sex drive. I've always no, I've had a high sex drive. Yeah, but, but, but I've lost it. Mine is oh. gone. It's, it's gone. And, <laughs> yeah, and this is the thing I'm struggling with at the minute. Like, I'm actually saying to my doctor, like, we need to fix this because I'm 33-year-old, single woman. My sexuality is a massive part of my identity. I've always been very confident. Um, like, I love having sex and I love having sex with myself. And, like, even 
recently I'm finding it harder to climax and I'm like, what's this about? Because I can make myself come in 30 seconds usually. So I'm like, this is... Speedy got done. Yeah, mate, I don't knock about, I'm a busy girl, go get, go get moving. Oh my God. But it's because it's, it's she does it five times a day. It's because I, I honestly, oh I waste whole afternoons. <laughs> people go, people go, oh, were, you, were, you, were you busy Rubbing today? Yeah. <laughs> were you busy today? What were you doing? I was like, oh, I was... Oh, do some oh, emails. And actually, no, I like, literally, I like come and I'm like, oh, I'll just answer something in my phone. Is that what you here. do between your Instagram stories? And Don't yes. touch your phone. Don't touch your phone. <laughs> 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 Don't touch it, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really weird thing. And the thing is, I masturbate quite a lot now because I I'm trying to keep things ticking over. <laughs> We're being very mature about this. Deborah just spat out her teeth. I know. This is the woman who bought me a vibrator for Christmas. And... Yeah, but you're like my work wife and I don't want to imagine you Which masturbating. Which hand? <laughs> High five. <laughs> but I, like, it is, my body has changed. I, I'm, like, I'm trying to kind of get back to my sexuality. Yeah. Um, but it is difficult. But then every time I've had sex, there has been no problems. Great. So I don't know if it is a bit mental. Look, um, thank you both uh, so much for all that detail. And I think it's so refreshing and so brilliant that you talk about cancer in such an honest and, let's say, funny way. Mm. And you're allowed to be funny about it. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the thing, is that you, you we have these set ideas that cancer is sad. And serious. The cancer experience isn't what it seems, is it? No. We're trying to show what we really like, because it's, it's us, not the cancer. We are not cancer, we yeah. are us. No, I agree. Ups and downs. Yeah. All right. It's like life. Now, before you go and, like continue your takeover of the world. I've got a few little quick fire questions for you both and I might actually just take it in turns if that's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, so I'm going to ask uh, you, lovely Deborah, what makes you feel sexy? Oh, what besides big cock? Um, <laughs> you can say big cock. We're, we're big cock friendly on this podcast. Are you? No, no, no. It's not a big cock. Um, well, with my short vagina, that would be <laughs> I know, I might say ow. <laughs> ow, stay away. Um, no, what makes me feel sexy? Beautiful lingerie. Ooh, matchy matchies. I'm not a matchy matchy person, but I am open to offers. Um, <laughs> no, I I love beautiful lingerie and beautiful killer hills. At the same time, I hope. Oh yes, please. Ooh la la, yep. excellent. Um, Lauren, what's what's your most favourite thing to put in your body? <laughs> Yourself, <laughs> me. I'm the best. Um, to be fair, that and also uh, you can't be. A nice glass of blush rosé. It just relaxes me. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. By the carafe, by the sound. By the carafe <laughs> and a straw. That yeah. is me. Ding dong. <laughs> uh, Deborah, what's your most embarrassing body moment? Um, definitely like breakthrough farts. Like because basically, when you've just had half your bowel removed, mm-hmm. you're not quite sure for a good six months whether it is a fart or a shit. And I've had lots of occasions where I thought it was fart, it was shit, and well you're in the shit yeah <laughs> it's as glamorous as it sounds it is as glamorous as it sounds <laughs> as she picks up I've I've had I've, I've had one occasion where I've had to do the like scoop and run is it <laughs> <laughs> so sexy there oh have you ever shat yourself Lauren <laughs> yes you she had what was yours I have I have shat myself three times once I shat myself in the bath and that was during chemo so that's allowed <laughs> I, I coughed and, and it came out <laughs> And I was like, oh, and I just ran the bath and it was full of like lovely essential oils. And I was like, I have just contaminated this 
environment. <laughs> so it was that one time. Code brown. The, se- the second time was I went for a run, and again it was in recovery. But I went for a run, and it was I thought it was farting, and no, I shat all in my running leggings in my house though, thank God. So oh I like just like scooped Escape. and ran to like put it away. And the third time actually was most recently um, was in Thailand. I had a bit of a dicky tummy, and I farted, and then about 15 minutes later, I was like. I don't feel comfortable. And I had a really nice big towel in robe that you got free at the lovely hotel we were oh, staying at. Oh, dear. It wasn't a lot, but it was something there, which I was just like, oh. Oh, no. oh I sharted oh, in, a, in a lovely towel in robe. <laughs> thrice I have shat myself thrice. We're just, we're just, if the problem is when you have cancer, you get way too comfortable talking don't about care. this stuff. No, yeah. just this don't is care. good. This is really good. Thank you for sharing so much. <laughs> <laughs> The Hall of Fat Fame. Who inspires you? Who who has got you through this time? I'm going to say you. Oh, mate. But it's true. We've got each other through a really No, I totally really agree, actually. Time. I really agree. It's been quite shit, actually, for the yeah. last... The last six months has been incredible highs yeah. where we've been, like, celebrating amazing awards, like, literally standing on stage with people that we were just like, how the fuck did we get an invite? I watch you, like, I watch you being very rude on Channel 4 with Adam Hill's YouTube. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Stand Up to Cancer. That was really fun. Yeah. And we're literally, like, blown away. We're like, how are we here? This is amazing. Making, loving it. And then at the same time being utterly devastated yeah. about almost the the way that we not the way that we've got there but well, yeah it is Rach not bit. being yeah, with yeah, us yeah. Yeah. But even like for you through like stuff that i go through stuff that you go through your treatments that like we do it feels like we're in it together yeah but at the same time we we lift each other when it's hard. it's shit yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i agree actually yeah. like um i take a lot of comfort from working with lots are we just yeah. having like a love off here now yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's great lauren will have to go home and <laughs> look after herself oh don't I make it I have, you, have, you, have you ever wanked over me no mate. <laughs> No. Okay. No. I just no. Can, can oh, we, no. No. Don't say oh, that. I don't want you to wank. Every time I open my goodie box and I get my glittery vibrator out, you got me. I do. You do cross my mind for that split second. Okay. But that is not during. Can we just make a rule? Like I'm I never gonna do it. Okay. No, I'm good. Never gonna wank over you, Deb. Good. <laughs> this is what's. Oh. This, oh my god. We're gonna win awards for this. more awards for this <laughs> podcast. Amazing. And finally, Batspiration. What's your mantra? You too. What 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 have you got like a mantra or a saying? Your your what I like to call your fat inspiration on fat lot of good. I just feel like for me, I feel like now my saying I will say to myself is this is not a test. So if there's something I want to do or I it, like you just got to do it. Like you just have to do it because this isn't this isn't this is the one shot you've got. And I think when you've been in our situation and you stare your death down the barrel, you're kind of like. I'm not wasting time. So, yeah, I think this is not a test. I say a lot to myself. I like that. For me, it's just one step at a time. Um, The reason is because I used to live 100 steps at a time Mm. um, and I have probably a richer, you know, slightly scarier, fucking scarier life um, by having to live one step at a time. But it forces you to do stuff exactly like Loz says. Um, And not be scared to just go, well, I don't know what the future holds. Mm. Mm. I might have the carpet whipped from beneath my feet. 
um so let's roll with that mm. like you know stop i think people are too worried about holding on to like oh i've got to do this mm. in the future and my body has to look like yeah. this in three years time and i need to you know uh mm. work out so i can yeah. do this just but we just don't plan for a future do we know. we just do what we want at the time no there's a part of me that misses a future but mm. then there's also part of me that it just like you it, it makes you do things that make you feel good today yeah. so you go for a run because you feel good today you don't go for a run because you're trying to go for a run every day for a year you you know you do it for now mm. agreed absolutely wonderful i love you both love so you too. much Aww. we Thank love you, you. can oh, we just say yeah. we love you oh i'll take that uh, now where can people find you you wonderful ladies on the internet oh you go first madam uh you can find me at bow babe because that is I talk a lot about shit and I dance. That's all I do. On okay. Instagram. On Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Bam. Boom. Um, you can find me at girlverscancer. That's vscancer.co.uk. Yes. Also girlverscancer on Instagram. And you can find me. My personal Instagram is I am Lauren Marn. That's M-A-H. Owen. That's right. Which I found very difficult to say at the beginning of the podcast. And, uh, and our podcast, which is actually yeah. Oh my podcast. God, yeah. We have a podcast called You, Me and the Big C. You can find it on the BBC Sounds app or at bbc.co.uk, You, Me, Big C. You just went very radio for that. She did. Very, she's so slick. And you've got a book. Should we flog that? Oh, yeah. Can we flog that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course you can. You I'm allowed f- to actually say the title. Yes. You're the only thing I've been on that I can say. Fuck you, you cancer. Star, star, star. You yeah. So it's called Fuck You Cancer. Woo! What a wonderful way to end the podcast. Thank you both. Uh, I've been Helen Thorne. I'm your host. Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, The producer for this podcast was the wonderful Maddie Hickish. The music that you can hear is by the wonderful John Thorne. Yes, it's my brother. Uh, You've been a lovely audience. Good night. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.